Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Chicago! Welcome to the Chicago Sports Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download that app and use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into the show, everyone. First one of 2023, and I think it's a good one. We're talking about number one picks in Chicago sports history. The Bulls being back for the 27th time this year. Go Bulls. And we're going to peer into our crystal ball and see what's ahead for Chicago sports in 2023. We uh, ran down uh, our top stories of 2022 last week. So if you, for some reason, want to revisit that mess, you can go into our feed and do that. But um, I'm joined by uh, Luke Stuckmeyer, as always. Casey Standahar and Lawrence Benedetto are also here. What's up? Luke. Good riddance 2022 is what I say. That's what you said last week. For sports. Good you riddance. you still feel that way? Uh, We're five days into it. Has anything, the thing anything about, bad happened? No, well, the thing about 2022 is it could turn out to be, in hindsight, it could turn out to be one of the best sports years yeah. in Chicago sports history because if the Hawks tank works and if the, if the Bears find out that Fields really is a superstar, yeah. and their tank works, and they get the number one pick. Then you could, at, same thing for the the Cubs. You could say, well, maybe Dansby Swanson, or maybe signing Ben Attendee turns out to be the thing that pushes the Sox. It's not over yet, but at the moment, twenty twenty two looks like a real. You're feeling optimistic, Luke. Usually, looks you're, like a real steamer. Usually, I, I mean, you know, I don't want to paint you with a broad brush, but sometimes you're a dark cloud on the show. Wow. You know what it is. Oh, AG one. Hey, in 2023. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We'll get to that later in the little show. little product placement, uh, little show news here. Uh, our show is moving to 3 PM next Thursday as we kind of transition into our off season bear schedule. Oh, oh boy. Everyone in this office, oh, uh, we're getting boy. booted by the bears. That's what's happening. How do you right? feel about that? Lawrence? Maybe the show will be ready in time. Well, or it's maybe the bears get the number one pick and the 11 a.m. time. I like slot. our lead in. I mean, now we've got now it's wow. full house as the bears and we've got the lead in. Uh, we're, we're family matters or perfect. Strangers. Those are the shows you went with. Not like the NBC Seinfeld and friends situation. Oh, okay. well, yeah, that was, I mean, must, that was truly must see TV. <laughs> what about happy days in the Laverne and Shirley? I mean, I don't want to date myself, now you're dating but yourself, I have, you just now you're dating I have. yourself. I have. Also, it was um, great. We appreciate everyone joining us today as you do every Thursday. Make sure to smash that like button. And I do have a favor to ask. If you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, can you go and leave us a written review? We only have two right now. One of us, one of them, one of them is a nice one. It's from a person who said they just moved to Chicago and they like to listen to Luke and I talk about the Chicago sports scene, which is good. The second one. Thanks to my cousin. (laughs) <laughs> the second one is accusing us of being liberal bastards. And as far as I know, we've never actually even talked about politics on this show. So, I, like, I don't. It's probably my fault. Probably. Maybe they know. just misspelled the name stupid. Luke and they put it down as liberal. Lukerable. Anyhow, I appreciate if you do that. I've been called worse. 
Yeah. Oh, well. You know, yeah, anyways, please. Yes, uh, please. please the like five button, stars. Please. Thank you. Hit Thank that you. like five button. Stars. We love you guys. Join the Die Hard program. Let's keep it going as we head into 2023. All right, let's get down to our Taking Care of Business Award winner for this week. We're starting off with our guy, Patrick Williams. He's come under some fire lately. Um, just not a consistent player. Still very young, still very raw, a little timid. Um, Bulls not necessarily using him. He had a huge game against the Brooklyn Knights, Brooklyn Nets last night at the United Center. Wait, are those shoes Brooklyn Knights? What was Brooklyn Knights? Brook, uh, British Knights. Oh, okay. Yeah. 22 points on six of eight shooting, three of four from three, seven of seven That's from the it. free throw line. It's not even necessarily that he was shot 100% from the free throw line, but that he got there seven times and that's yes, just really being something. aggressive seriously being, like he was yep. totally oh an aggressive dude and will gottlieb had in his column this morning uh demar DeRozan yelling what was the exact quote yelling it. from across the way like if he if he doesn't shoot he's gonna get cussed the f out <laughs> which is a great <laughs> quote um bulls win 121 to 112 they are six and one against brooklyn boston and who am I leaving? Oh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah. They're 17 and 21 now and in the 10th spot in the Eastern Conference. Thank you, Patrick Williams. This is what we need from you. This is what we need from you going forward. Keep taking care of business. I mean, he was great. And, you know, just like you said, I listen to Big Dave when I want to find out my information. Peck and yeah. Big Dave, they tell me. And I saw Big Dave do a retweet of, of the stuff today about the, the Bulls. And the first thing was Patrick Williams. The most impressive thing was getting to the line because they don't have the guys that really can get to the line other exactly. than DeMar. So they need him to be aggressive to turn into a great player. Yeah. Yeah. And hitting those three pointers, three yeah. or four. He's good. How about let's the, go. Hey, and, and I, a sub taking care of business to IO for the block on KD. Uh, but, oh my gosh. Hang, the Bulls hang that in the loop. Pinned it on the. I don't blast. know if you guys you checked out Io's Instagram this morning. I he was a little proud of that block. Like, Is it really? Oh yeah. I mean, KD? and he should be. He should yeah. be because I was. It was a chase down block. It That's was, right. You know, and to do Chased that, Kevin down. Durant, who is an upper echelon NBA player of all time, future Hall of Famer. Um, he take was, your backpack and go back to Brooklyn. His Instagram story was filled with people filming their uh, the TVs of it. Whatever. It was super cool. So this Bulls team is frustrating. <laughs> would be the word I use. Hard to explain, but one word would be frustrating because how do you go 6 and 1 against those teams and look so good and then yeah they're just frustrating like I don't I don't dislike them. I like I actually like I like them a lot more for them than I probably should for how much they're frustrating us. Yeah, I mean Vooch is a guy that I've been frustrated with pretty much all the time that he's been here, but he's had a pretty good season like he I feel like he's actually been better this oh, he, season. He's a double-double yeah. machine. Yeah, That's he's for sure. And he does hit a lot of timely threes. I don't think the threes. trade turned out to be a very good trade. However, I don't know, man. He's had, his, in yeah. what my eyes would be, his best season. I, I know everyone's talking about Wendell Carter Jr. and all that, but, like, Orlando went on the seven-game win streak earlier, like a month ago. He was out the whole time. You know, yes, he's, he's playing better, but they're such a bad team. Like, yeah. does that – I don't know if that translates to him being good. I don't know. He's not. As I'm not shedding either. too many. It's the first. Yeah, it's the, it's I'm, I'm shedding the, more the tears about the, the the picks. Yeah, the that, picks that, yeah. that got sent. Picks and the price. Um, Kobe White, big three pointer down the stretch too. I love so. that he uh, he teased out his hair too. He looks good. It's just uh, a team effort. He's been playing better. 
And when the Bulls are a team and they play like a team and are just not relying on DeMar or Zach to do everything, mm-hmm. they're fun. Yeah, Zach uh, only had like 13 points in the game. Yeah. Alex Caruso banged up. That's that's concerning, but uh, we'll see how it goes. So they've got uh, downside. Philly on Friday, Utah here on Saturday, and then they've got Boston again. Yeah, Boston. Ugh. So it's the roller coaster will continue. That is all we can be sure of. All right, let's get into today's main topic, and we are talking about number one picks. And I, you guys probably can't, you know, you could probably guess why. The Bears lose to the Minnesota Vikings, and there's a good chance they'll do that because Nathan Peterman is quarterback with Justin Fields nursing a hip, which may or may not be sore. We don't know. I think the it's Bears sore. have really oh, it's messaged this correctly. I hope I hope it's not a really bad injury, but I mean Eberflus couldn't even decide what the injury was yeah. yesterday. He was he was all messed up. Well, then I like, listened to the Bears and he's like he's got a shoulder. I mean a groin. Yeah, I mean, and Adam's hip, getting all, all nervous and dropping Bo Jackson. So I was like, let's not go there. Well, yet. Come like, on. I, honestly, that's my fault. Uh, that was your some, fault. Someone in the comments said it, and it sort of triggered me. It sort of gave me some ill feeling and I put it on screen for some reason oh. and then said why are we putting this into the universe so but I then was, I yeah. was literally the one putting it into the universe I could have just ignored it don't do that so that's my bad that's that is definitely your bad yeah um, if the Bears lose they also need the Texans to beat the Colts in Indianapolis and yeah. there's a good chance they can do that because the Colts have just been an absolute dumpster fire um, the entire the season worst. really but ever since they they sent uh, Frank Reich on his way and brought Jeff Saturday in I remember how that both, that was a, such a good idea there uh, both Earth teams side. should be trying to you know well Texans should be trying to hang on to the number one and the Colts should be trying to improve their draft status but one thing I like about it is we know that Lovey will try and get them to play hard in that final game Lovey executed a Pretty well publicized tank with the Buccaneers, right? And Jameis Winston, yeah, ah, but he and then still got fired a year yeah, later. That's true. So I can work. see Lovey say, "I'm not going to help anyone tank," especially when you know, I don't think he's promised a future with with Houston. Correct. I, I just think that there. <laughs> We, we did think that last week that maybe he was going to help us out, and then they got just blown out. And I was like, "Oh, well, so Lovey's not helping us," but. The Jeff Saturday experience, is but also as Adam has, has mentioned, it, it it behooves the Colts not to give the Texans the number one pick because yeah. the Texans have the number one pick. Oh, There's no way you're leapfrogging them, so mm. it's it's pretty interesting. And I would love to see the Bears get that number one pick. The Bears have not picked number one since 1947, <laughs> uh, which is so long ago that Luke wasn't even born. No, no, uh, I had wow. I had to, I had shot. to Google it. I did the Google. Yeah, so we're gonna go through. It's actually not a long number one pick history for Chicago sports. There's been some winners, and there have been people who have not won as much. Um, but it's like it's not – Generally, they've been pretty good with the one. Yeah, yeah, it's not Generally, bad. Generally, in my life. I mean, Bob Fenimore. We probably, we probably should have, like, ranked them. But let's just get into this. Well, let's let's start with the Chicago Bears. Okay. Are we, oh, we're going to want to go chronological order? I went chronological, oh, I like except right, for okay. Sean Dunstan. So we're going so the first time a, a Chicago team ever picked number one was Tom Harmon, mm. a, a legendary running back out of Michigan. Uh, he was like the top player or rushing. He, he yeah. wasn't a Heisman guy. Old 98 was his nickname. Old 98. <laughs> the old <laughs> 98er. Real exciting nicknames. Old 98. Yeah, so he got drafted out of Michigan with the number one pick. Never played a single down for the Bears. Uh, there was a little thing going on then called World War II. I don't know if, if that really weighed into his decision, but he from Gary, Indiana, too. And he ended up going up in a plane and started 
He was. You know more. War, he was in World War Two, uh, and he was in a bomber that went down. Then he was he wa- flying the bomber, or was he just? In yeah, it? he was. Go- he was flying the bomber, and then he was also. Uh, where else was he shot down? I missed it. I, I lost it. But he he was in he was in two wars. I always like I love hearing those stories. Like hey, Ted Williams. Not o- not Tommy only Tommy are you, not only are you the I forget that already Ken. greatest hitter of all time. Uh, why don't you get up in a plane in World War Two and and the Korean War? I and mean, like shoot down you know shoot down the bad guys like. And I don't think that's like anything that can happen anymore. Like Mike Trout is not going to be put in a fighter jet to go bomb the Middle East. That's just not something that's going to happen. World War II, Harmon he's, he's served as a guy. pilot in the Air Force, was the sole survivor of a crash of a bomber that he piloted in South America en route to North Africa. Six months later, he was shot down in a dogfight with the Japanese Zeros near China. So he survived two plane crashes. <laughs> Twice. He did not survive the Chicago Bears because he didn't have to. Didn't have to. He was like, I would rather go fight than. Uh, that was our first number one pick. Yeah. Six years later, the Bears picked number one again. Uh, this was so long ago that Oklahoma State was no, named Oklahoma A&M. Oh. And they picked a quarterback named Bob Fenimore, which I'm sure everyone remembers. Oh, yeah. Good old, old Bob, Fenny. Bob F. Yeah. Actually, his nickname was the Blonde Blizzard. Is that, is that for real? Tell him, tell him how well, well he did with the Bears. Ten total games. What would you say, 199 yards? He rushed for an 189 yards. Three total touchdowns. of 189 yards and three touchdowns. He was a quarterback or a halfback? I believe he's a halfback. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Halfback. Oh. Two receiving touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Well, the number one pick, the blonde blizzard. I don't know about George Hallis. Isn't that what they called you when you were a weather guy? I was for one year, yes, a weather guy. That's, that was your nickname? The Blonde Blizzard? Yeah. Captain Snow. It was in Marquette, Michigan. <laughs> I was just Captain Snowmeyer. <laughs> All right. After, uh, so that, that's, that's the, the, the two Bears', Bears number out, yeah. one picks, and they haven't come, you know, they haven't. Had they had a two. They had a number two pick we all know about. They drafted it. Was, it was definitely it. number two. Traded up for that two. If you, if you know what I'm saying. Which is our quarterback. Uh, but there was a 30-year 30 uh, year absence from Chicago teams at, atop the draft until Harold Baines was the number one pick for the Chicago White Sox in 1977, and that proved to be a big one as... Uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's the only Hall of Famer on this list. Hall um, of Famer. For now, and Patrick Kane will uh, eventually Certainly get in there. Be, yeah. Derek Rose, I think, probably up for debate. Well, Harold Baines is up for debate still. <laughs> Harold Baines is definitely up. I digress. Thanks to his good friend, wow. Jerry Reinsdorf. I mean, he had it. This is the thing that always. Uh, really good player. This is the thing that got me about Harold Baines being elected to the Hall of Fame. I mean, I think it's amazing that he's in there because he, he was a great player, a yeah. uh, great person. And I think if you're, if you're going to penalize people for being lousy, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. That's a good point. Then I think, you know, you should probably give bonus points to someone like a Harold Baines yeah. or Dale Murphy, who's still not in, mm-hmm. if you're going to do that, right? But I feel like Harold Baines' career was good enough, and he was a great enough player that he doesn't necessarily deserve this tag of being the first guy cut out all Hall of Fame if you're cutting from the bottom. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, sure. I love Harold Baines being the face of the Hall of Very Good. Yes. 
Now, Harold Baines, I'm, Harold Baines probably doesn't feel the same way. He probably likes going to Cooperstown and seeing his plaque. But. I, here's what I'll say about it. Like, do I think he was a Hall of Fame baseball player? Not based on some of the other names that are in the Hall of Fame and having watched a lot yeah. of his games. However, he was a very good player, and if, if his buddy wants to get him into the Hall of Fame, cool. It, it doesn't impact my life <laughs> at all. Like, if, if I go to the Hall of Fame, I can skip by his display and plaque. Like, it, right. it, I don't have to stop and read it. So everybody just simmer down about it. I think it's cool. Yeah, I, simmer down, everyone. If I'm doing a draft of... It doesn't impact you at all. If I'm doing a draft yeah. of... They need that space. So He's the only person that impacts. The only person it impacts, Harold Baines and maybe his family members. If I'm doing a draft of athlete names chanted at Chicago sports, I mean, it's Harold Baines, Nancy Faust on the organ. Harold, Harold, <laughs> Harold. Nancy Faust. Number one overall. I mean, yeah, what else would there be? Eddie. Eddie Belfour. Sure. That was a good chant. Sammy was a pretty good chant. Yeah. I prefer MVP. You like myself. the MVP? MVP well, that's for not Jordan a name. Was good. That's an award. D. Rose was good. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. You know what? I liked, I always liked the fans of the other team in the postseason chanting Corey Crawford and then him shutting down the other team. It was like clockwork. Every time another team's fans chanted Corey Crawford, it was like something stood up on, like the hair yeah. on his back stood up and he was like, the puck is not getting by. So, me. like, hardcore hockey fans look down on fans who actually try to chant the goalie's name, like, which I like. I love that. I love when entire someone, everyone is, is chanting it, Luongo. Or yeah, I, that, he's funny. Luongo's the first name I was thinking of, and I was trying to think of how that chant would go because that's a lot of syllables. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I remember chanting Patrick Waugh's name in like a couple of those Avalanche series. How did you do that Patrick, one? Patrick, yeah. Patrick I think it was just Luongo. <laughs> I, I thought it was Luongo sucks. I don't know. Was it Luongo? Great on Twitter, though. Love this Tromboni. Anyway. Cubs get on the board in 1982 with their only number one overall draft mm-hmm. pick out of Thomas Jefferson High School. You'll notice he's way at the bottom. I'm not taking the fall for that. That was Sean not Dunstan. Fault. Yeah. Sean Dunstan. Dunstan. And he, Sean Dunstan was one of my all-time favorite Cubs as a kid. Yeah. Had the high stirrups, which I loved. Head first slides, which I loved, like the Oh, he yeah, always, he always had, like, a dirty jersey, yeah. and that was just, like, cool. And the head first slide, yeah. every kid wanted to reenact that, right? When you were playing running bases or pickle or whatever. Like, Sean Dunstan was guy. Two-time All-Star, 18 years in the majors, but the number five pick was Dwight Gooden. So, yeah. did they miss out on Dwight Gooden? Yes. But at least with the number one pick, they got a guy that turned into a two-time All-Star, was their shortstop for a long time, and was in the league for 18 years. Yeah. So he didn't turn into a Hall of Famer. He didn't turn into the best player in baseball, which I hoped he was going to be. But he was a, he was, he was a very good player. Uh, Doug in the chat says that the best annoying chant at an opposing team member was Daryl. That's right, Daryl. Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. Speaking of Dwight Agreed. Gooden. It's kind of a shame Shawan Dunstan has... What did I say Shawan Dunstan? Shawan Dunstan. Well, it's spelled Shawan. Some people call him Shawan. I was just thinking of Shawanometer. Yeah, the Shawanometer. That was always fun. Uh, That was great. 282. He's been like more of a giant in his post-playing career than he's been a Cub, which is a little sad. Yeah, but I'll always remember. I guarantee he's at Cubs convention. Oh. Who who else will be there? He knows where his bread is buttered. A lot of those guys do. All right. After uh, Dunstan in 1982, we had... We had to wait all the way until after the, the Bulls 
Bulls finally getting on the board in 1999. They had a 15.7% chance to land the mm. uh, number one pick in the first year after Michael Jordan. They jump the Clippers and Grizzlies, and they take Elton Brand out of Duke. And I Good think we player. talked about Elton on our on the pod fairly recently. Great player, but largely forgotten in Chicago. He was he was uh, a double double machine. Very good player. I'm just trying to see who yeah. else was in that draft. Right, ninety nine. Like Lamar Odom. Demond says Elton Brand will be in the hall, like in our hallway. I'm not sure what hall he's going to be. <laughs> Elton maybe, Brand. Maybe as a front office. Well, guy? now Steve Francis was a better NBA player than Elton Brand. Oh, Different positions, but Steve Francis oh, was, was so the good. number two pick. Yeah. Baron Davis was third. Lamar Odom fourth. Wally Zerbiak, whatever. If you're redrafting that, Lamar goes first, right? Richard Hamilton, Sean Marion, Jason Terry. This was actually a real good trap. Yeah. Uh, Meta World Peace, as he goes by now, was the 16th pick. At least they didn't pick Jonathan Bender. That was a, <laughs> that was a bad high school. Well, yeah. School I mean, if you really want to go back and do the Elton Brand draft, the Spurs got Manu Ginobili at 57th Hall of Famer. Yeesh. So, who did I like Elton the Brand. Who the the second round that year? Yeah, I I, that's a good question. I don't know. All right. Then so good, still after, a good pick, though. After Brand, then we have to go through the dark ages for the Blackhawks, and Eesh. they get the number one pick in 2007, um, a year after picking Jonathan Taves, uh, I think, third overall out of North Dakota. They get Patrick Kane from the London Knights. Um, it was pretty clear that he was the most special player in there, but I think there was still a little bit of question about his size and whatever. Yeah, I mean, this, like, I, I was looking back at the photos from draft night, and he's standing next to, I don't know if it's a, a Van Riemsdyk brother or someone. Van, yeah, Van Riemsdyk was number two. But they're yeah. standing next to each other, and, like, Kane's, like, a, a head's tall, head shorter than him. And I'm like, oh, boy, he's, look at him. He looks like a small child. Well, he, yeah. was, he was a kid, and he looked like a little kid, mm-hmm. right? Like, when he you did. saw Patrick Kane, and, and the NHL was – different at that time because the enforcer role still really existed right yeah so there were still guys in the league that were out there to just throw bombs mm-hmm. and you were bringing in this guy and you were like well he's very skilled he's very fast but i but hope he doesn't good, get crunched yeah, he's done a good job Great over job. his career i mean yeah it's amazing to his body and becoming yeah. strong and but it's, it's amazing how i mean as the game has changed like he has hardly ever gotten hurt very like for an extended period of time it's amazing yeah. He's avoided the contact, been very good he's at avoiding fast contact hit. on the boards. That's, I mean, that's that's he's just too fast to hit. So, so um, the best American hockey player probably ever. I would say the best number one pick in Chicago sports history. But if we want to make an exception here for our next entry, 2008, Derek Rose, the Bulls had a 1.7 percent chance to land him, and that actually worked out. That was the second lowest odds of a team. That won. The Magic had a 1.5% chance in 1993 when I think they drafted what, Chris Weber and then traded Penny? for uh, Penny Hardaway. Yeah. So it was a miracle. Let's be honest. Oh, was, uh, I remember when they won amazing. that lottery. I was just like, what? Wait, what? Is David Stern up to it again? I, I mean, it was so amazing. Yeah. That was were the, the best. Were the ping pong balls or the envelope, were they frozen? What, what happened? How did we end up with D Rose? And then I will not name names, but I know that there were experts in town that wanted them to take Michael Beasley. Oh, yeah. Like, take Beasley out of yeah. K-State. And you can say what you want about D. Rose's injuries. Without the injuries, it's clear that he's, yeah. you know, I mean, 
I would still say the best number one pick is Patrick Kane. You got three cups out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But D. Rose, Chicago's very own. Would you put Harold Baines over Derrick Rose? No. Because <laughs> no, of the I... MVP. Yeah. And the Chicago ties? Yeah. Yes. And, and D. Rose was, well, the youngest MVP ever. So, yeah. D. Rose. And, yes, his jersey should hang in the rafters with MJ and Pippen and Krause's name and yeah, uh, all those guys. Currently, you'll, you'll notice that it's uh, – it's on our set, so let's, yeah, Rose. down there. You guys can see it. So the uh, the Chicago Sky have never had a number one overall pick, which is a little bit of surprising to me. Um, Red Stars have had two. Uh, in 2013, they drafted Zakia Bywaters out of UCLA. I can't profess to know a lot about her career. Honestly, no. I don't remember her at all. No. I was like, Zakia Bywaters. Zakia and then uh, Tierna Davidson out of Stanford in 2019. She's still on the Red Stars. One of the very few players they so currently you, still have. If you wanted to do like a, a good trivia question today with so, like half people name, I think this is true. Half people name the th- four number one draft picks, overall draft picks who are playing for Chicago teams right now. Not drafted by Chicago teams, but there's four. Gosh, that's going to be real hard. What do we have? Ten Is that ten names there? Ten times we've drafted? Drafted number one? Well, I'm saying that there's currently on Chicago right. rosters, yeah. there's number one, like, number nobody's one overall getting, picks. Nobody's getting that right. Well, nobody's it's, it's right. Kane. Oh, do we, get to, do we get to guess this at all? It's Kane. It's Davidson. That's um, two. And then Dansby Swanson. Oh, Dansby was number one? And then That's hopefully. Three. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you were just saying just out of that list. So I don't overall. think any. No one would get Davidson. Out of that probably. list of ten, out of that list of ten, if you ask somebody, Name the number one picks in Chicago sports history. Number one overall oh, no. pick. Well, no, people no. get D. Rose. Yeah. People probably get, some people get Elton Brand. You certainly don't get Harold or, or Sean Dunst. Oh, wasn't, Sean, Cubs fans would know. I don't know. Like, older I Cubs people fans would, would know, know Harold. If you're an older it, sports it depends fan, on you your know age. Harold like and Sean. And people, you know. people get Kane. And people get Kane. Yeah. Five out of ten, maybe half. Nobody's draft, getting the though. two Bears, guys. Nobody. No. Wait, is there, so you said there's a fourth? Who's the fourth? I mess up, mess up. It's three. Okay. Four four will be the Bears guy, and then five will be Whoa. Connor Bedard. Settle down. Let's get there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Connor Bedard. Um, by the way, Patrick Kane, when he got drafted, a lot of acne. Connor Bedard right now has a lot of acne, so maybe I mean, there's like, a tie there. We need to. Kids. That's, that's, I'm just, I'm just they're, saying they're how young teenagers. they are. Of course. Give the kids I'm, a break. I'm man. not shaming him. I'll be honest. I didn't like the graphic we put out last night. Uh, really? Our good friend Joey made a uh, a, a jersey swap of. Uh, Are you saying he should have uh, photoshopped his? Yes, he, he looks bad. So now who's shaming who? I don't know. <laughs> uh, 2016, the Chicago Fire had their only number one overall draft pick. They picked Jack Harrison, a Brit who actually attended uh, Wake Forest, and immediately traded him. I don't know. Good times. They didn't like the cut of his jib or, or what happened. Jack yeah. Harrison. Yeah, he'll always be known as huh? the, what, the guy what who could got have away. been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fire. They are just terrible. And uh, that's it. The Tierna Davidson in 2019 is the, the most recent number one draft pick for Chicago team. That could change come Sunday, and it's going to be fun. We're, we're actually sending Will DeWitt uh, to Indianapolis. He is going to attend the game in Bears gear. And. <laughs> and cheer for the Texans. And That's we'll, funny. We'll have him on the post-game show for the Bears. He'll weigh in there. We're planning on some sort of celebration. Here. I'm, if we can get 
will in there with a sign that says, let's go Texans, do it for the Bears, he gets on, he gets on national TV. I mean, it's oh, guaranteed, guaranteed there is a shot of him That's a good point. on television. We should have him do that. If we have him hold a it's, CHGO sign that says, win it for the Bears, go Texans, he is on yeah, television. Even if he's in like cutaway. Rose double Z in the upper, 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 upper deck. They will find him. Okay. Especially if we tweet out something like, is it on CBS? Probably well, we can CBS. get him a good seats. Seats that he thought he could never afford oh! through game time. Boom. Wow. Transition That's time. Transition. Uh, guys, I want to tell you about a, a product that I've been using literally every day. I started taking right here. It's this green canister if you're watching on YouTube. AG1, Athletic Greens, because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. I've been on it since we launched in March. I took a little break, and let me tell you, I noticed a difference. So you know what I'm doing? 2023, boom, right back on the AG1. You ask why I have all this juice? Energy right here. It's in a can. AG1. It doesn't taste super healthy, but it is super healthy. has a mild tropical taste, so I take it first thing in the morning. Here's what it is. One scoop out of this can right here. AG1, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to start your day right. They have a special blend of ingredients here supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of those important things. I get a boost of energy, so that's why I take it first thing in the morning, empty stomach, and yippee, there I go, right onto the expressway. Lifestyle friendly, whether you're <laughs> keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, or dairy-free, you're all good with the AG1, and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than, say it with me, three bucks a day. Three less bucks a day. Three oh, bucks I, I, a I day. would say somebody who says yippee, by the way, would have been alive for Bob Fenimore, but go ahead. That's okay. Good call. It's recommended by professional athletes, and it has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. You don't need a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO to take over ownership of your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance to make it easy. Athletic Greens giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs or CHGO Bulls or CHGO Hawks, whichever you prefer. <laughs> you always look at me when you're saying that. I don't, well, because I think you're judging me, me for saying Cubs. I, no, I think say the, Cubs. I think the, the Sox Cubs fan guy. in you looks at me and says, why is he saying just CHGO Cubs? Okay. Feel free to put whatever team you want in there. But I use CHGO Cubs or Bears, Bulls. That's all cleaned out. Got to get a new one. All right. Got to get a new one. As I mentioned before, Will DeWitt will be using game time to get into that Colts-Texans game. You can use game time to get into the Vikings-Bears game. Probably a lot of deals there as well. Um, Bulls and Hawks are in town this weekend. So uh, game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, like 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, it is all possible with the game time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy, and you will not find a better deal all season. Game time is created by the fans, for the fans, and guarantees the lowest price. If you love CHGO, then you will love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in that description. There's a reason why we tell you to do that so much. 
Uh, it's because it does help us. Uh, join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Let's go, Texas. Do we got the music. Is it time? Yeah. Do oh my it. God. You're the Here producer. Goes. Well, Here's I didn't know if we were going to keep talking about other things, but yeah, let's time. Scroll stopper time oh with Casey Stanahar, who was out doing the DePaul Georgetown game last night. Who did they play? Uh oh. Hold on, hold on. Go for it. Sorry, Case. In here. What's going oh, on? Okay. Here. Sorry. Yeah, we, you know, we got her in a new place. How about now, Case? How about now? Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. It, Mar- it was Marquette DePaul. Marquette. Marquette DePaul. Marquette Big showdown. won, which was surprising to me. Marquette yeah. Won. Anissa Morrow did not play as well. She should have. Hmm. Well, they didn't I'm have blaming her. Kustak was doing the uh, Nets game over at the United Center. Yeah. Could have Is got Anissa a possible number one pick in the yes. WNBA? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. Uh, That's kind of cool. She's really good. She was great to watch. When I did that game in December, she had 45 points. It was a career high for her. She was unreal. So last night was kind of uncharacteristic performance from her. That's crazy. I need yeah. to get out there and watch. It's too yeah. bad the sky can't tank and get her in the draft. Well, they could. Right. If they don't. If I mean, I'll be honest. I'm a little concerned about our sky this next summer. We'll see. Hey. Anyways, Case, what do you got for us? Guys, it's the first Scroll Stoppers of 2023, the first of the new year. Very nice. Very exciting. We have uh, some good things to talk about, but the one main thing that made us all stop scrolling this week was the news surrounding Bulls safety, DeMar Hamlin. As of this morning, though, good news from the Bills. They posted this update about DeMar on social media saying that per the physicians caring for him at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. He's still critically ill, but he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal, and he's making steady progress. Really grateful for the love and support that we have received. So that really good news coming out of Cincinnati this morning about him. A lot of reporters on the scene were saying DeMar has opened his eyes per the family and has gripped the hands of his family members. So, again, just um, all around really good to hear. That's great to hear. I was thinking yeah. about, I have a Buffalo Sabres jersey. I was going to wear it today. I didn't know if, like, that, would that have been a good move? It's Buffalo, but it's also. It's a Buffalo, team, yeah. That's a good move. You could see all the NFL teams uh, change their profile picture this week to yeah. this Pray for DeMar graphic with his number on it saying football is family. Really cool to see even the Chicago this, Bears. This, makes, um, this does make the Buffalo the America's team going to the playoffs, though, right? Yes. Like, how, oh, like, yeah. how can you not root for Buffalo? Yeah. Um, it would be quite I mean, the story. They've gone through so much this year. Um, starting, I mean, if you start with the loss to Kansas City in the playoffs, I mean, obviously that's much lower on the list of what happened on on Monday. But I mean, they've gone through blizzards and a uh, couple high profile injuries. Mm-hmm. They've lost four. You know, they lost. Two, I'm pulling four, four Super Bowls. So. I'd like to see the Bills win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I, it's just great news that yeah. he's making progress. Right, like mm-hmm. from where you were on Monday to where you are. You know, from where you were at game time to now, it's great news. I, I still have not – I wasn't watching the game at the time, and then I, I saw it either. coming across on Twitter, and I was like, I am not going to look at that. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so glad that I haven't watched that video. No, I did see – well, Chris Pronger had a heart issue yeah. on the ice, mm-hmm. and I did, I, did see the re- I did see the replay of that, and that's, mm. oh, that's yeah. hard to watch, even knowing that Chris yeah. Pronger ends up being okay and terrorizes the 2010 – Stanley Cup final. But. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was unfortunately watching the uh, Purdue lose to Rutgers again. And then we switched the channel to the game and it, nothing else mattered after that. It was like we were upset about Purdue for a second. And then it was all about this really scary news. And I, I felt like I couldn't even do anything until I knew that he was okay. It was just like, but it's, mm -hmm. it's great to see that he is neurologically intact. I think that's something that everybody was worried about. Would there yeah. be brain damage? Would there be anything long-term? But it appears that he is um, going to be okay. Well, we sure and, hope so. Yeah. Um, other good news. Check this out. Our guy, Hub Arkish, longtime Bears beat reporter, NFL reporter, re returned to Hallis Hall yesterday. And everybody was posting about him being back because four months ago, he did suffer a, a scary heart attack. So really cool to see him back there doing what he loves. And Patrick Finley posted this photo of Hub. Everyone thought, wow, he looks so much like Larry David in this photo. People were commenting that he looks like Larry David. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Hub looks pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, really I, I love seeing back. this. Um, you know, Hub gave me uh, my first internship at Pro Football Weekly 24 years ago, 25 wow. years ago. And I, he's just such a great guy. And he's always kind of just treated me as a colleague. And obviously the difference there of what he's been able to achieve in his career. And, you know, I'm like, I'm under him, right? And he's just always just a very collegial guy, always very supportive guy. Um, his son, Arthur, actually uh, lives in my subdivision, goes to school. His uh, little is his, one of his sons go to school with, with one of my daughters. Oh, um, so it was tough. When, when all that happened in in August, it was it was tough and and not knowing what was going to happen. And it was really touch and go. So, so to see him come back and there being a happy ending to that story um, is awesome. And then I think the other thing, too, is is you have to give all the credit in the world to the two NFL teams who, who saved hub. Yeah. I mean, literally saved his life. And, and I'm, I, I'm blanking on the, um, the head of security, his name. I can't remember. His I regret name. that. Can't help you. Um, but then also for the bills, I guess there was also the Bengals support staff in yep. Cincinnati for them to, to work together and get DeMar Hamlin on his way to the hospital and have a shot at, at recovery. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's out of the, the woods just yet. But. No, his heart stopped again on the way to the hospital, yeah. I believe. So, so I mean, it's just amazing. We're at the hospital. And, you know, unfortunately with the Bears media, like we've had so many um, sad stories the last couple of years, whether it's Vaughn McClure or Jeff Dickerson or John Moon Mullen. Mullen yeah. um, to see Hub pull through this is, has been amazing. So, uh, uh, John Tarpey, the head of school. John Tar I was going to say Jason Tarpey, and that didn't sound right. But, I, yeah, John Tarpey, so. Yeah, I like yeah. Hub's Hub's voice is Bears football. Like mm -hmm. Jeff Joniak is too, and, and other and other names. Uh, uh, Tom Thayer for sure. For me in my childhood, and then just continuing on in, in the media business, like Hub's voice. And he, by the way, big baseball fan too. Like yeah. loves baseball and all those things. But his voice synonymous with Chicago Bears football for me. Yeah. And so it was just great to see him. He looks good. Uh, I even heard him do a radio hit the other day. Uh, so it's, it's great to have him back. I would recommend uh, George Offman has a podcast with uh, Chicago media members, and he did one with Hub. And Hub's path to Pro Football Weekly is pretty interesting because when he went to college, he actually wanted to be a zookeeper. He wanted to go work for the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> 
And That's cool. unfor- All right. unfortunately, his father, who um, started Pro Football Weekly, um, I think he died at like 47 or 48 from a heart attack. And and Hub basically had to kind of step in and, and really get the uh, wow. publication back to you know solvency or whatever and, and what he's been able to do. And it hasn't been an easy road with the, the media landscape and what, what it's been, but um, he's always kind of you know, been able to, to do what needs to be done. And um, you know, now there's so many different outlets for, for, you know, football diehards. Back back when we were growing up, it was Pro Football Weekly. You got went and got that newspaper. Yeah, it was, the Pro Football Weekly. And and then the, also the television show. Yeah. Like the whole time I was at Comcast NBC, like Hub was always – every week Pro Football Weekly would come in. He'd tape it with Pat Boyle and yeah. some different other people would – mix in there but it was always hub you know mm-hmm. and it's Way cool to go, hub. It's hub probably should have been the taking guys. care of business award winner yeah. he's one of those long time guys and he's there with nicholas moriano who in that yeah. photo is kind of an easter egg because he's way in the back and he's kind of getting up and a couple people were like what's nick such in such a hurry for so it's kind of funny to see our guy nick in the yeah. background of that of that picture hanging oh, out yeah, with I hub <laughs> i was like i, I didn't see him at first hug too nick no, Hub. <laughs> Iberflus did not hug Nick, as far as I know. Oh, man. Yeah. Hub got a nice hug. And awesome. lastly, guys, our CHGO Clip of the Week. I know we talked about our favorite moments from the year and our show last week um, on social media. But, you know, I, I did put this video together where it was sort of a highlight reel of all the different things that we filmed this year and the memories from, from the year so far since March. So uh, I wanted to share it here as well. I love the start of it. I feel like this is not my good side. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, so Casey. Fun. If you're listening to the pot, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you go check out I think Casey's feed for that video because we're actually able to use the Coldplay song, so it's a little bit, a little bit better than yeah, the, of course. The uh, you know me music. and my worry oh, of copyright. Yeah. yeah, we can't use that. We couldn't use the copyrighted music on youtube but that music went pretty well and it's fun it to did. relive those yeah. moments and um that that video is on my social media feed but also on chgo's you can find it there from a couple of days ago i retweeted it there um just been fun to be behind the scenes in front of the camera just filming you guys throughout the year and some of our um our excursions so really fun so 
here's a fun fun thing. So I, I watched that. We've had so much fun this past year, and you did a great job capturing all that. Uh, it made me think of like, okay, when was the first time I actually heard that CHGO was a possibility? And I knew that it was around this time uh, last year. January 7th, 2022, I got a text uh, from my good friend Eric Edholm, who's a Pro Football Weekly alum. Uh, he lives in Cary, um, near our GM, uh, Jake Flanagan. And I got this, got this message from him at 8.51 p.m. And Eric says, might introduce you to my new neighbor. He's a subscriber of yours and works at Marquee as a producer. Anyway, he has some contact at DNVR, a Denver sports thing, and the company is poking around coming to Chicago. Jake Flanagan <laughs> is, is his name. I'm not 100% sure why he wants to connect, but it might lead to something. And I said, that's interesting. I've actually been looking at that site and love what they do. And then Ed Holm says, I'll link you two up. And the rest is history. I love that. Isn't that cool? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So. And then I sent you a DM, Kev. Yeah, it was a couple. Yeah, a couple, a couple <laughs> weeks later. So, funny, good stuff. So that's Scroll Stoppers, our first one of 2023. Thank you guys, and I will be back next week with more. Looking forward Thanks, to it. Casey. Thank Thanks, you, Casey. Casey. The fans, the tradition, the glory. There is nothing more thrilling than college football, and it all comes down to national championship game happening on Monday. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college football. So I think, I don't know if there's any, like, lame games left. There might be or I not. I don't think so. Are but there? you've got, uh, yeah, there's like an international uh, bowl going on in Toronto. I don't know. Sometimes they, they put one on, like, January 6th. For I hate no when reason. they do that. Boy, like, yeah. Rooting but the, TCU, the main though. game in town is TCU versus Georgia. Georgia is going for what? second straight yeah but i I mean everybody in the country that's not a georgia fan has to be rooting for tcu fun team to root for i of course are the dumb decision to bet on jim harbaugh over the weekend that was silly that was stupid anyways DraftKings is great though i love using it yeah everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings DraftKings same game parlay and if you download the DraftKings sportsbook app now just you use code chgo and new customers will just get that offer that I mentioned. That's code CHGO, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Shady Rays, they never really understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this winter because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized sunglasses They're perfect, world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, though, they have an absolutely insane protection program on all eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades, day one, they told us, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, drop them in a lake, off a cliff. Let's say you step on them in anger over a Bulls game. Doesn't matter, Shady Rays is sending you a new pair. That would never happen. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand and wearing on my eyes seem just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn. Shady Rays (laughs) customers agree, too, with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and donated over 20 million meals to date. And they look good, Very cool. They stand behind their product, too, told our team that if anybody has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns 
three exchanges. You either love the Shady Rays or they will ship them back. That's it. Exclusively to our listeners right now, Shady Rays running their deepest deal of the season using the code CHGO. 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's BOGO, baby. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as 54 bucks. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. Look at Lawrence. If you are checking this out on YouTube. Yeah. They look good, man. The reflectors. It just gives you a little, as Cody would say, gives you a vibe. They give you a vibe. It makes makes Lawrence look a lot cooler than he actually is. That's That's a great point. And he gets angry with us because we put too many graphics in the show, and he slams them down on the ground, and the the frame somehow cracks because, you know, they hit a a rock or something. It's all right. Shady Ray's got you. Yeah. Take care of you, Lawrence. But also put your graphics in earlier or get them. You know what we could do? Instead of Matt Peck throwing his hat, we can have them throwing his shady rays. They're going to then putting in a filing a show claim you how, for him. Show you how yeah. durable. Well, then, we could show you how durable they are. And then they're, they're not watching, break. and they're like, uh, "Actually, we saw you throw those. We're not actually going to do that." Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, oh, Mark Carmen has thrown his on camera. I've seen that happen. I'll, uh, there's a oh, by somewhere. the way, you say Mark Carmen. One thing we didn't mention about Tom Harmon, Mark Harmon's father. How about the that, actor the Mark actor. Harmon? Yeah. Uh, what, were, the, what were his movies? Summer Rental or uh, Summer School? Summer school. Then there's the ski movie, right? He played at UCLA, I think. He well, that he was the answer to the trivia question uh, on whatever the UCLA bowl game was. But yeah, it was like who started in the 1972 Rose Bowl, and it was like Mark Harmon. Really, Harmon, yeah. Yeah. So he's Mark Harmon's in the 70s now, huh? He's got to be an old man. I guess. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, a lot of those movies that you forget. Mm Hmm. All right, let's bring this baby home. All right. Let's get your crystal ball out, Luke. We are looking ahead to 2023. I've got some questions uh, for the two of you. Lawrence, if you want to go back on uh, with your crystal ball sunglasses, Uh-oh. that's fine. I mean, yeah. I've got I'll some questions back. for you 2023. I've got my AG1 canister. We'll use it as the crystal ball. <laughs> Rub the AG1 canister. Will the Bears make the playoffs in 2023? No. Oh, whoa. That's a no. And I want to hear people in the Two comments. Years. I want to see what you guys think. We need another year. For all these questions. I, I say absolutely the Bears make the playoffs I mean, next absolutely year. Absolutely insane. They've got over 100 mil to spend. Hopefully they spend it correctly. Get something <laughs> around Justin Fields. And you're going to use that number one overall pick. And you're either going to trade back and add two more pieces that way. Or you're going to use that number one pick and put them right into play, right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Bears can make the playoffs next year. Sorry, but they have no. too many The holes. Packers are not going to be that good next year. Yeah, but the we've, Lions are. We've seen are, the decline. The Vikings are fine. The Vikings are fine. I don't believe in the Lions still. Are the Vikings fine? I mean, I, I mean, think the Vi- they're Vikings fine. had everything that go their way in one one score games this year. The Bears basically had everything go wrong. Switch up a couple of those those outcomes. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. This team has so many holes. I'm sorry. I've watched the podcast every day as I'm producing it. We're not I'm not we're not looking at twelve or thirteen wins, but for a NFL playoff picture now where seven teams get in. I mean the Steelers are still in the mix for a playoff spot, guys. Yeah. It's yeah, not that crazy. Uh, Sean Caselli has what I was saying we could have adjusted the question to. Yeah. What about all the teams? He says Bears no, Sox no, Bulls no, Hawks no, Cubs, yes. And my guy Matt Lucas isn't taking a stand and says possibly. Come on, Matt. Yes or no? We we need to see. No hemming and hawing. 
No hemming or hawing. Is that yeah. an old term too? See, Sean's Sean's right. Hemming, hemming, hemming. The, the Bears need to overhaul like eighty-five percent of the roster. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have the money and the draft picks, but do they it. they don't need stars at every position. You just need to elevate. You know, you. I don't know. <laughs> you see to push some of these guys down the depth chart, right? Guys, yeah. if they weren't tanking this year, they could have been in the mix for an outside playoff spot. Like if they hadn't gotten rid of Khalil Mack, if they hadn't traded Roquan Smith, yep. you know, it, they they purposely lost to be better next year and have this draft status. They're not that far away. They 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 are tanking to not win. I will say Ryan Poles has a lot of proving to do. Whoa, I think people talk about Justin Fields and what he has to prove. I think Ryan Poles has more to prove than than Justin Fields right now. Well, I mean, every, every GM, and if you tried to rank the GMs in town for what they have to prove, this is a huge year for all of them. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. Including of, Rick Hahn, including Jed Hoyer. Yeah, Rick Hahn's a stooge. We all know that. <laughs> Will Justin Fields be in the MVP discussion? Not based on them not making the playoffs. If that's your, if you're going to say, Look, if you're I, saying, I'll the, say this: I think seven wins is a good number for them next year. Se- seven to maybe sneak an eighth. Well, then you there. can't have Fields in the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. If Fields is the MVP conversation, so the Lawrence Bears is a dark cloud. We've got optimists with Luke here saying they're in the playoffs. There's no way you can say Only no to the first one and one. yes to the second one because well, that doesn't make any sense. It, it requires it him on, on – I think it requires him making a Jalen Hurts-type jump where, okay, we've seen what you can do with your legs. Now what can you do with your arm? And I think that's a pretty big jump. So I would say he's probably not in the MVP discussion. I mean, he's not a Pro Bowl guy this year. Um, so, like, how many quarterbacks would he actually have to leap? Um, if, yeah, if they are in playoff contention, then he is in MVP. Yes. Um, discussion. Could he win a wild? Could he win MVP if they're a wild card team? Yeah, I think so. Think if, so? if he takes this, I, they have so much to do. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think it's so hard I, though when you're know. when you're looking at a league that has Patrick Mahomes and Josh. I mean, like Patrick Mahomes right now is like where Michael Jordan was, where he probably deserves MVP every year, but people are just kind of like bored. Yeah. And I've already just started taking Patrick Mahomes for granted. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? What? You? What? Forget. Oh, uh, What if Justin? <laughs> what if the Bears decide to trade Justin Fields? He Settle goes down. to a good team. That's not going to happen. Okay. Now you're. Now I guess you must have watched the Bears and, and podcast. And yeah, yesterday. I did watch the Bears podcast yesterday. What, what's What's in that Athletic Greens uh, crystal ball there? I'm not telling? saying it's going to okay. happen. I don't believe I. But I also heard Hub say he still has a lot to prove. And they can't guarantee they have their quarterback of the future because the passing hasn't been there yet. I just say, you know, he's, he's got nothing around him, literally. Will the Blackhawks land Connor Bedard? They currently have the uh, worst record in the NHL. I'm assuming they, they will end up with that, Yeah, the way they're playing. Uh, they currently have an 18.5% chance, which is the highest, you know, Here come the Hawks, have. the mighty Connor Bedard, are we getting him? Yeah. Uh, we need Bedard something. Bedard or bust. Please, yes. Gary Bettman going to freeze those envelopes. Gary, Bedard come on. Gary, you're the, you're the Gary worst. Bettman knows he needs the Blackhawks. He, he needs to orchestrate this somehow. Oh, my gosh, please. Do they still do? Do they still, like, make a show of, like, oh, the accounting firm of such and such was overseeing Ernst and Young. Yeah. Ernst probably. and Young. I, I, listen, they're doing everything they can to get him, and I, they're going to make some trades here at the trade deadline that are going to push them even closer to being 
Yeah, we, you still only get the eighteen whatever percent. Well, they've maxed out their yeah, they've maxed out their right. chances. No. That's but I'm just saying like eighteen yeah. percent. Okay, I'll take those chances. And if they don't get them, it sounds like it's at least a three player draft. Yeah, right. Or at we, least a two player draft. And they'd be guaranteed the third spot if they do finish with the, right. the worst record. So so they've done their see. job. Will the Bulls get in the top four in the draft lottery and hold on to their top draft pick? They're blowing it. Right now, they would be in the uh, they would be in the playoffs. Don't like it. Don't like it. Wait, what's the question? I'm sorry. What, well, are they making the, the playoffs? The Bulls have a protected top four draft pick. Otherwise, they send it to Orlando. Right. So if they get no, if so they are the get Bulls the fifth overall pick, they don't get to make. Are the, the pick. Bulls going to be in the lat- draft lottery? And will they? I don't think so. No, they're in purgatory. Sorry, sorry to be the dark cloud. <laughs> well, but I mean, these, the, the, the last place. like the last yeah. ten days or so. Or week make you think no. If you'd asked me that question before the holidays, I'd have said. I mean, they're too good to be that bad. I Does anyone get traded? Yes, it's possible. I don't think so. Yes, no. I think they've been pretty, pretty adamant that they think this is the team, and this is. I think somebody like Kobe White finally gets traded. I'm, I'm, oh, not I'm talking about. Big, I'm talking about one of the big, big dogs. Three. No, yeah, but Zach, Demar, or Vooch. no, no, yeah. Uh, I just—it's a tough place to be, and the Bulls are in that weird spot. Yeah. They're at that ten line right there. Which Chicago baseball player hits the most homers? Wilson Contreras isn't here anymore. Ooh. Jose Abreu isn't here anymore. Sox had a down power year last year. I don't think anyone clips. Oh, you uh, would say Aloy Jimenez is high on that. Uh, La Pantera is probably high on the list. But can they stay healthy? Is Dansby Swanson someone who can do it? I would, if it's a Cubs player, you would. My guesses would be. I probably would guess Cody Bellinger to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, he, just because I don't think Wisdom will get as much playing time. Wisdom's. Mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger didn't have a whole, whole lot of home runs last year, but he's also hit yeah, like forty-seven hit, once in yeah, his career. That's so what I, say, hit in the 40s. I I will guess Cody Bellinger. I think and that's, that's looking a, for a big turnaround. Bellinger over Eloy. Well, Andrew Vaughn's the name you. Oh yeah, I, I would take a Sox player. It's Eloy. It's Eloy. As long as he's healthy, it's Eloy. That's, but that's the that's always the caveat with those guys. If he stays healthy, for Eloy, for Luis Robert. But they, they Andrew Vaughn, I think is. They will tell him he's a DH now, right? Right, and Andrew, <laughs> they're not sure. that stupid. And they are going to finally. And Andrew Vaughn's going to play first. And Andrew Vaughn settled. is another possible answer. He's the name. Andrew Vaughn. I, I think Mark it's, it down. I would take Eloy. Final question. Does any coach or GM get fired in the year 2023? I just said they have a lot to prove. They all have a lot to prove, but I don't know if they're Is on anyone the hot. The for instance, what would have to happen for Jed Hoyer to get fired? Uh, say a Suzuki would have to be an absolute bust this season, and yeah. Tyone would have to be absolutely horrible. And Dansby Swanson would have to bat like Hoyer's 150. not going anywhere. So yeah, I don't think yeah. Jed Hoyer's going anywhere. I don't anywhere. think so. I would guess Kyle Davidson Rick, isn't going anywhere. I would guess that Rick Hahn is the guy on the hottest seat. I think that's right. If anybody in that group is going to get fired, I it's not going to be the manager. It would be Rick Hahn, unless the new Rick Hahn got fired and then that led to another new manager. If Pedro Grafal isn't going anywhere. No. Luke Richardson isn't going anywhere. Kyle Davidson isn't going anywhere. What I mean, it's Rick Hahn and then well, Grafal I, just based what on what about Kernishevis from from the Bulls? 
I don't I don't think Billy I don't think Billy Donovan I mean just just gave him an ex- extension. I mean, it's not AK, Billy's no. fault that this team not is yet. the way it is. It's not AK's yet. fault. So, but I think AK I guess deserves another year. I, yeah, it's, it, I feel like you give AK another another shot. At getting mean, the draft right, if they have a well, draft, they don't pick. Have, they, if they, they have if no they, draft picks, if they get it, if they're bad enough that they get a top four pick, they're not going to be, and they're able to keep it. Do you trust him with it? And my answer would be, yes, you got to give him one more shot. Yeah, I I would trust him if they have the pick. They don't though. I, I just. I don't know. I, I feel the, 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 the Bulls anybody. took so long to modernize that front office and get out of the the, the the crony days. And, yeah, like AK and Eversley, you know, this hasn't worked out. Um, but I still like – I don't want to say I like the approach behind it, but I like the fact that they they built that team out and kind of knew what they had to do. I mean, if, if Lonzo Ball doesn't get hurt, it's a little bit better of a situation. I would give AK another shot at – at trying to turn this thing around. I don't know really who's out there who would be able to work a lot of other magic with the situation they're in. So Rick, Rick Hahn is at the top of the list of the hot seat. I would say. But the, the Sox never fire anybody. But yep. yeah, but they should. In this, they in won't. this case, I think if it doesn't go well, somebody's going to have to take the fall for it again. Yeah. And I would say that the Bears, the only way that polls or anybody's really under fire would be another year because a new yeah. president comes in. He at least is going to give him one year mm-hmm. to see what happens with the with the draft picks and the cash and all that. And I mean, I really, th- I think they're, you know, they're kind of they've got this vision and, and they're doing what they want to do. So I think they're happy with what polls is doing at this yeah, point. Yeah, Eberflus would be more likely to take the fall than polls. Yeah, yeah. And they can always say, well, if it doesn't work out, well. Justin Fields isn't the guy for some reason. He said, well, he wasn't our guy. They've got time. Well, it should be an interesting 2023. Hopefully there's some surprises. Hopefully some teams play above uh, their water level. And uh, I think it's going to be a great year for CHGO. So at least we're guaranteed that. Let's go. All right. Bring it on. Thanks for joining us here on the Chicago Sports Podcast. Reminder, next week's show is at 3 p.m., and it will be that going forward. Really appreciate you. Um, the Bears uh, show will be sliding forward a little bit, um, so just watch out for that. Um, make sure you leave a review, as I mentioned. We want to push down those uh, incorrect and inaccurate views. That's right. I love that. Um, but, again, thanks for joining us. Luke Stuckmeyer. Luke Stuckmeyer. Lawrence Benedetto, Casey Standahar. We'll see you next week. Thank you.